Panther fans who want to keep pounding. The ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views is from Midstream. Now here's your host Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another rousing edition of the Views from Midstream podcast. Your home for all the Carolina Panthers talk you could possibly stand, and then a little bit more presented by Odyssey and across the Odyssey Network. Glad to have you. I am Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show, which airs from nine to noon weekdays in Greenville, South Carolina, and around the Upstate of South Carolina, right in the heart of Panther Country. And of course, joining me as always, my partner in crime, my co-host, they call him the great one, Lonzo Reitzel, is here as well. And yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we continue to bask in the glow of a two-week victory parade. Hey, it's the National Football League. Wins aren't cheap, and they aren't easy. So when you get one, you celebrate. And when you get one and then you go into the bye week, you celebrate a little bit more, ladies and gentlemen. And that is what we are doing as we get set for the next game coming up this weekend on the road in Seattle against Geno Smith and his Seahawks, a game that obviously later on this week we will preview quite in depth. But it is the opening portion of the week. This is ordinarily where we would talk about the game that was but we shan't today because there was no game to be the was. Instead, we talk about all the things taking place in and around Charlotte, North Carolina. And if you have not heard yet, ladies and gentlemen, Baker Mayfield's time with the Carolina Panthers has come to its conclusion. ESPN and Rappaport and others reporting early on Monday that Baker Mayfield asked for and was granted his release on Monday morning, and the release was granted in the afternoon. Uh, Look, we'll talk a little bit about the impact that he had, his legacy with Carolina, although he wasn't really around enough to build one. Uh, I will just say this, Lonzo, as somebody who had genuinely hoped that Baker would be able to revitalize himself would be able to show up and be the guy we needed him to be. Uh, it ends with disappointment, and I don't really have another word to call it, frankly. Uh, ends for ends in disappointment for us, and it's not just about, I mean, being a Baker fan. I still think he got a, a bad rap in Cleveland, and from everything I've continued to read, the locker room for the Panthers really like him and that he did and said everything right. Um, the new coaching staff apparently doesn't like him, which I which I have believed all along anyway. And last night, the breaking news, breaking being the word there, that Jimmy Garoppolo was out of the game in San Francisco because he broke his ankle. The fir- my first thought was, man, if this happened before the trade le- deadline, Baker would be out of here so quick. But there's no way, is there? There's there's no way that he could possibly be free to go to a team like that that might need him. And uh, little did I know that there there's a way, Rob. Yeah, you know, listen, uh, after Steve Wilkes took over as the HC, it became very obvious to anybody that was paying attention that Baker was on the outs, right? Like P.J. Walker got the start. 
PJ gets hurt. Baker comes in. He goes for a game. They can him to move back to Sam Darnold. And then it apparently came out on either Sunday evening or very, very early Monday morning that the plan moving forward was Sam Darnold at QB1, PJ Walker at QB2, and Baker Mayfield at QB3. Now, uh, I'm going to say this. like I know there are a lot of folks that have a soft spot for P.J. Walker. I am one of them. I like the guy. I appreciate the guy. He's a gutsy player who lays everything out there. But at the end of the day, he's not that good. And if you're Baker and you're sitting there on the Carolina roster at QB3, if nothing else, forget the personal feelings forget how it makes you feel as a competitor to see your name go behind PJ Walker on the sheet, whether or not there's a good reason, right? Like Baker knows that his value is also tied to the trade pick that Carolina sent to Cleveland. But just as a competitor to see your name listed behind somebody else that you are better than. And I think most of us, rationally agree Baker is better than PJ with all due respect to PJ Walker. At least I do. If you disagree, hit me up on Twitter at the Rob Brown show and let's fight about it as a competitor to show up and see the depth chart with a guy that you believe that you are better than listed ahead of you on the depth chart, knowing that there is a below the table reason that you are in that spot. I think it's, it's reasonable to not want to be a part of that anymore. So I don't really have any ill will towards Baker Mayfield. I'm not really bothered by the fact that Bake doesn't want to be in Charlotte anymore. Uh, you know, listen, Steve Wilkes was asked, you know, is is Baker just not good enough? Was Would you consider this a failure? And Wilkes said, I don't consider it a failure. Sometimes things just don't work out. And I think that's what's happened here, right? Like it's a relatively comparable uh, uh, scenario to what is happening right now in Clemson with DJ Uyunglele, who officially went into the transfer portal just a couple of hours after Baker Mayfield was granted his release from the Panthers. There are just times, though, when situations don't work out. And listen, Maybe Baker's really not that good. Maybe he goes to San Francisco or somewhere else, and we go, all right, that's the third team in two years. He failed there, too. It is what it is. We're going to give him some time, no matter where he ends up, whether it's San Francisco or somewhere else, because it's going to be, what, head coach number four and offensive coordinator number five in in five years. Uh, He'll get a little bit of leeway wherever he goes, but at the end of the day, for a bunch of reasons, because of a bunch of factors and involving a lot of variables, Baker Mayfield, and this is something I do agree with Steve Wilkes on, Baker Mayfield just didn't work out. And it is a bummer because I was pulling for the guy, both as a guy and because it would have been very nice if Baker would have come in and become a bona fide QB1 so that that top five draft pick or top eight draft pick or top 10 draft pick or whatever it turns out to be next year could go somewhere else beside quarterback. It would have been very nice. And that ultimately is where this disappointment comes from, I think. Well, a couple of things. I am curious if you are a Baker fan, can you be a Steve Wilkes fan? Because it just it just seemed like there was something there the entire time. It really did, and I, I more so than than the draft pick. Which, by the way, 
uh, now they only get a fifth-round draft pick because you can't play 70% of the snaps if you're no longer with the team. That's how that, that works. Math! Yes, absolutely math. Speaking of math, I was curious about how waivers work. And I was reading a couple articles, and it's reverse order as far as availability goes. So the worst team gets first shot at Baker. So he could very well get claimed off of waivers by the Houston Texans. And right, that's absolutely correct. There are he, and and right now San Francisco I think is uh, according to record or something they're like ranked third as far as order goes. I mean third to last if it was draft order because uh, how good the record is. Anyway, it's near the top. So almost the entire NFL will get a shot at Baker before San Francisco does. Uh, that is very much correct. The Houston Texans are waiver order number one right now. That is a potential landing spot. Chicago is two. Denver is three. Well, wait, wait, there what? are rumors going around okay. that the Broncos could very well be benching Russell Wilson at some point. I don't think that Baker Mayfield becomes a target of them, but that is a possibility. Um you got the Rams at four. We're sitting five right now. The Jags are six. No chance there. Uh, New Orleans, I mean, that could be interesting, right? If they have truly given up on Jameis Winston, uh, Andy Dalton's not getting it done. I doubt that's a possibility because even with us picking up some of that schedule, I think we're still on the hook for uh, $10 million or something like that. Uh, I don't know if they would have the money. Uh, I was going to say, Baker, from what I read, is only it'd only be $1.3 million. So it's not going to be that big of a hit sure, uh, for anybody. But out of the teams that you're mentioning, um, the Rams, I think, is a, is the biggest possibility out of the teams so far, the lower teams, of taking him. Just, just yeah, think and about it. And, it. and it might very well be, right? Like that's a, that's a, I think that is a possibility. I'm sure I he's think. hoping for San Francisco. I, I mean, because wouldn't that be an awesome story to leave a team who put you down to, to third, go in and overtake the mighty Purdy and, and become the, become the starter for San Francisco, reunite with Christian McCaffrey. Um, so, and, and I don't know, uh, I don't know how much they can really play with that between teams. I mean, is it collusion? Is it tampering or anything? If a team talks to another team and say, hey, you know, we'd like that guy right there. If you leave him alone, we'll help you down the road. I don't know if that happens or not. It, it, the other part about this that'll be very interesting, Zoe, is that Baker Mayfield uh, could be picked up by a lot of teams. His... As of today, I would say his his days as a starting quarterback are, are probably over, at least for the time being, unless he steps in somewhere and has a backup resurgence, maybe going somewhere knowing he's QB2 and is going to have to earn it as one. Maybe that brings something out of him. But right now, uh, you've got a handful of teams that I think are going to be starting over at quarterback next year. Uh, the Commanders are on that list. The Texans are on that list. The Colts are on that list. The Jets are probably on that list, hilariously enough. Uh, the Giants may or may not be, depending on the future with Danny Dimes. Uh, New Orleans will likely be starting over at quarterback. I can't see Jameis wanting to stand back there after what's been going on. There's a number of teams. The problem is there's also a very large free agent class at quarterback. 
Lamar Jackson, as of today, will be a free agent. Tom Brady, as of today, would be a free agent. Jimmy Garoppolo, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, all these guys are free agents. And then there's the names like Bridgewater and Jacoby Brissett, who will be out there as well. There's not a lot of, uh, there's not going to be a lot of demand for a guy that got run out of Cleveland, not his fault, but you know, that's just how the relationship broke down. And a guy that had a chance in Carolina and blame as much of it on as you want on Matt rule. Even when, uh, even when Matt Rule was gone, he could not endear himself or get himself over enough with the Carolina Panthers actively in a playoff hunt to get up and over that hill and move into the QB1 spot. So I don't think there's a ton of opportunities out there. Uh, I think it, you mentioned LA's pot- a potential spot, considering that Matt Stafford has just been completely unable to get healthy. That is certainly a possibility. Uh, you got to keep in mind, I do believe Stafford's done for the season, by the way. And, and and the other thing that that you've been saying, everything you're saying, if you listen to what you're saying, it points more to San Francisco. That is a team that that we have been talking about possibly representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. With Garoppolo there. Garoppolo's gone. Garoppolo has been labeled as a game manager, all that kind of stuff. If you knew you could get a quarterback for for five games, four games, whatever they have left, and the playoffs, a guy with playoff experience, a, a guy who you can fit into your offense because you're really because you're Kyle Shanahan and you can do that. You're, you're smart enough to refashion everything in a way to make it work for that guy. It just makes so much sense. He's not going to be the quarterback next year. It's, it's like hiring a mercenary or, or hiring a temp. He's a temp. You're bringing in a temp. But if you had to choose between Purdy and Baker Mayfield, the situation is not going to be too big for, for Mayfield, and we don't know about Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, keep in mind, by the way, that the way that the waiver or the waiver wire works for a guy like Baker Mayfield, he goes on waivers for 24 hours from the time that he is placed there via a terminated contract from his team. So he will be on the waiver wire market until tomorrow, just after what, uh, one o'clock, whatever time it was that that release got made official. And during that time, any team that claims him will own his rights for the duration of the contract that he is currently on. So, uh, you know, which is if, it's if a wants- contract, right? So it's it's only till the end of the season. Correct. So somebody could pick him up, effectively forcing him to be a hired gun for the remainder of this year, and then he's got the option uh, to sign somewhere else next year should A, he choose, and B, anybody want him to. We're not going to go deep down that rabbit hole because, frankly, it doesn't have a heck of a lot to do with the Carolina Panthers. So uh, I will simply ask you this, Lonzo. You know, we both said I, I, I think a little disappointed that Baker didn't make out as as successful with Carolina, primarily for the Panthers, uh, sentimentally a little bit for Baker as well. Uh, how disappointed are you for the Carolina Panthers? Maybe not personally, although if you want to pitch that in, you're welcome to. How disappointed are you for the Panthers that the Baker Mayfield experiment was a failure? Well, I, th- I think you got to be disappointed, I mean, to, to go that far. Maybe disappointed that the Sam Darnold experiment hasn't worked yet. I mean, 
He's still got an opportunity under this new regime to do something for the rest of the season. But as far as the quarterback position goes, the Panthers don't seem to know uh, what to do right now. Um, Cam Newton was great when he was there, especially in his heyday, his first few years. He was excellent. Um, and, and, And then when he was gone, they had no clue where to go, and they still don't. And who knows, if things continue, they may end up having more starting quarterbacks than the Cleveland Browns did before Baker got there. Um, and so so that's a concern that we can't seem to figure out what to do at quarterback. And it wouldn't have mattered if it was Baker or anybody else because there had been, been a few quarterbacks there since Cam, and none of them have worked. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't think we're anywhere near Cleveland Brown territory yet. Ha, 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 Deshaun. We'll get to that on a different show at a different time. Uh, I think that you've kind of hit a point where you've got Matt Corral sitting there at QB3 technically on the depth chart right now and ready to go next year, fingers crossed. We'll see if he turns into anything or if he's just a career journeyman backup quarterback. We'll find out. Uh, but I, I, I think that Regardless of the outcome of this season, right? Even if we win the division and go to the playoffs, winning a garbage division with an eight or nine or, or nine and eight record is not that all impressive. By the way, I think, yeah, eight's the max we can win. So an eight, nine record, assuming we went out and Tampa drops a couple, including tonight against New Orleans. And we'll talk about that coming up in a minute. Uh, it comes down to we are going to need a new quarterback next year. Because uh, I, I I don't suspect we're going to see suddenly Sam Darnold coming out and putting up Pro Bowl numbers now that there's no pressure of Baker taking the job back at this point. But I think Zoe's got a point in that we have to be concerned about the fact that we have now had three seasons in a row that we've missed on quarterbacks. The one solace is the videos that came out, and we talked about those in the pod last Friday, seem to show pretty conclusively that that was a Matt Rule pattern, not a Fitterer, not a Tepper pattern. And hopefully we just hit on the, the, the correct guy next year.